You're listening to the Cubicles in Christ podcast, where together we thrive in life by using our faith to find strength, direction, and purpose. Full of wit, wisdom, and a little grit and grace, Cubicles and Christ provides the inspiration you need to be strong and spiritually authentic in all you do. And now, your host, author, speaker, certified executive coach, Kelly Johnson. Today, we're going to talk about the different phases of life and all the twists and turns that our careers can take, our businesses can take, and how we can experience God through those different phases. I am so delighted to have Whitney English with me today. She's a business strategist, a coach, and a consultant. She considers herself a serial entrepreneur with nearly 20 years of business experience. She started her first company with babysitting money when she was the ripe old age of 22. Since then, she started over a dozen businesses, and two of those companies achieved seven figures in revenue, and we're going to talk about that today. But she's also a wife, a mom of three, and the founder of the best-selling planner, Day Designer a daily planner created to help women live a very well-designed life. Whitney, thank you so much for being here today. Kelly, thank you for having me. I am really excited to talk with you, and I really sort of stumbled upon your day designer brand first, and then I was intrigued about who you are, because I think this whole well-designed life is a big issue for me right now, or it's a big <laughs> area of focus. And so I thought, okay, who in the world is behind this day designer? And that's really when I stumbled upon you and saw that you were very open about your faith and family being so important. So it's really an honor to have, um, have an intimate conversation with you. Oh, it's an honor to be asked, and I'm excited to be here. Thanks again. Yeah, absolutely. So let's kind of peel back the layers of the onion a bit and get to know you more from a spiritual perspective. Cubicles in Christ Mm -hmm. is all about being spiritually authentic so that we thrive in every area of life. And obviously, the foundation of that is our relationship with the Lord. So how did you come to know the Lord in your life? Well, I grew up in a Christian home. We were the people that were in church um, every Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday, Wednesday evening. I think I was pretty young when I asked Jesus into my heart. You know, put air quotes around that if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a salvation experience is, is very individual for each person. And I um, spent a lot of my younger years just in a lot of fear, like, am I really saved? Am I not? You know, is praying the prayer all I need to do? What, you know, what's, what does this all look like? You know, what is this supposed to be? What does this all mean? And I was in college whenever I, I actually read a book called Passion and Purity by an author named Elizabeth Elliot, who many people know and love to read. And it was a book about bringing your love life under Christ's control. But when I read it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is about bringing my whole life under Christ's control. Like every single bit of it, not just my love life. Like this is a, this is a book about like, who, who am I submitting to as an authority? Like, is he Lord of my life or is he not? And, and I think from there, that's been 
just a, a key theme of my journey. You know, am I giving him all the corners and all the spots and even the ones that sometimes don't make sense? You know, how do I give my monthly budget to, you know, his control? Um, so that's just the key theme of my life since that point in time. Mm. You know, that's so interesting because the word submission in connection to us as women <laughs> often mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. met with like baggage and a little bit of a gut reaction. Um, oh, for sure. <laughs> and <laughs> it's interesting because my salvation experience, um, I don't think I've ever shared it on the show, but I wouldn't say that I grew up in a super structured religious home. It was very, uh-huh. very, very faith-based, um, but we were not like regular members, attendees of church. We kind of moved around a lot and we changed churches a lot, but we would have Bible study time at home. Um, my mom would have us memorize different scriptures, and so Faith in the Lord and a relationship with the Lord was a big part of home life, but we didn't have what I would consider a lot of traditional structure around it. Hmm. Yeah. So if I fast forward that, I love how this book inspired you to think about submitting to the Lord in all areas, because for me, my career was probably the last area that I submitted to Mm -hmm. the Lord. So I don't know. Yeah. And if I'm honest, I, I would, I mean, I'll be, and I'll be honest, I, there are areas that are not submitted. I want to say probably not submitted, but I know that I'm a human and I love control and I hate submission. And mm-hmm. it's in my sinful nature to want to grab those areas back and think that I can, I can do them on my own. So it's a, it's a battle. It's a daily battle. Absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. So let's talk a little bit about your journey as a serial entrepreneur, as you um, call Mm -hmm. yourself. Um, I love your story, and I would just love it if you would share it with our listeners. Sure. Well, just the rapid fire version of that is, as you mentioned, I started my first business when I was 22. I had a degree in interior design, but um, that year was 2001, which was 9-11. And so that, that bottom dropped out. Nobody was redecorating their home and (laughs) there were no entry-level positions. So I moved back in with my parents, started a wholesale stationery company, and that was great. Um, We did a couple million annually gross um, until until we didn't, until it didn't work. And through some forces outside my control, and then definitely um, there are parts of that failure that I, you know, need to take responsibility for we ended up having to file bankruptcy and um, it was the business. People always ask, well, was it personal bankruptcy or business? It was business bankruptcy. And I was just at a starting point um, again, rock bottom. JK Rowling has this quote. And so rock bottom became the foundation on which I rebuilt my life. And we hit that point in our marriage and with our family. I had um, at the time, the the week I found out I was going to have to file bankruptcy. I was, eight and a half months pregnant with our third child. Um, so it was just a really, really dark time. And that was also, I had at that point in time, I had also been working on this planner concept for a while and had finally come up with a name for it, um, a unique concept and decided to call it Day Designer. And we completely coincidentally launched that the same week we, we got a letter realizing that a, a letter in the mail for my first company that 
revealed to us that we were going to have to file bankruptcy because of forces outside our control. So I was hopeful that Day Designer would um, would save that other company and that we'd be able to make some cash back. But it was a slow start. Um, I feel like the best things always are. And I was grateful in hindsight for the clean break that bankruptcy provided us, even though that wasn't my choice. And it was a struggle from an integrity standpoint, having been raised in a Christian home, obviously. And then um, Day Designer started doing really well. We I trademarked it wrote a blog post that I would be willing to sell it or would love to collaborate with some people on it and got a phone call that there was a company called Blue Sky that was interested in putting those products into Target, <laughs> which was just like, excuse me, hang on a second. Let me think about that. Wow. Uh, it was just a crazy day. And um, was able to collaborate with them for three years. And then they, they came and asked if they could actually buy the whole thing. And that was an answer to prayer. It had been um, heavy on my heart for several years to um, want to want to be able to be more of a mom and focus my time and attention on my kids. And I was just really grateful for the way everything worked out. And so now I partner with them um, as a consultant um, and advisor on the brand strategy of Day Designer and trying to figure out what's next. So that brings you to modern day Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I love that. Okay. So there's so much there um, to unpack and I'll, yeah. I'll try to do it some justice. It's interesting because today my daily devotional, I'm reading Oswald Chambers book. My, oh, yeah. Yeah. My utmost for his highest and, and I'm behind, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> totally. So today's devotion was about the periods of time when we're in darkness mm-hmm. and when we're not hearing from the Lord. And what he says in the devotional is that when we're in periods of darkness, we should stay silent and just listen. I'm curious, when you were at what you called your rock bottom, what got you through? How did you persevere? How did you manage that time? This is so interesting um, that you're bringing up this because um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer that question in a roundabout way. Mm-hmm. In so many ways, Kelly, I feel like that's right where I've been this week. It's just this crazy period of darkness. And I was in Bible study on Sunday with a friend who was sharing with us of this a new a new calling. She was making an announcement to us. It was significant, huge, um, and she just said she felt the Lord's calling so clearly. And I pretty much burst into tears. It was everything I could I could do to keep from you know doing the shaking shoulder mm-hmm. thing because mm-hmm. just like I feel in such darkness right now. I feel um, like there's there's no calling, there's no answer, there's no clarity. And I, I'm ready for the Lord to shut some doors or, I mean, just slam them, you know, mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. and, and thankfully last night we got a slammed door. We were going to, we have a completely side note. We had a, we have a home um, that we're trying to sell and we thought it was going to be rented out. And then we got a text from the renter and she can't rent it. And so I'm just like, who cares? Like, thankfully it's a door shut. Mm-hmm. You know, it's instead of one that's standing halfway open. But I just feel like I'm in this hallway with all these half open doors. 
and it's a dark hallway and there's little cracks of light, but I'm not sure, you know, which way is the Lord's way or which way is his will. So um, in some ways, just hearing you say that what we're supposed to do is listen is so much encouragement to me. And um, a question for you is, was there a scripture on that devotion today? Yes. you remember what it was? I don't, I know it's out of Matthew, but I will post it okay. in the show notes. Um, okay. It's out of Matthew. I think it's chapter three, but it's talking about how what we do hear from the Lord, we should basically shout it from the mountain, uh-huh. which, which uh-huh. I thought was pretty interesting. So it's like uh-huh. when we get it, when we get the word from the Lord, we're supposed to like uh-huh. go and run with it. And so that was encouraging, but I'll be sure to a personally send it to you. But B, I will also post it in the show notes for this episode because I can totally relate to those periods of darkness where I call it Mm -hmm. fog. um, Mm -hmm. And I call it fog because I feel like at times I can see glimpses, glimmers of what I think he's leading me to. But Mm -hmm. there's so much mist and fog around it that it's not clear yet. And I'm Mm -hmm. not... I'm not very patient. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Um, yeah. So it's, it's hard and I am learning. So my word for this week has been contentment. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Paul talks about I've learned to be content um, with lack or with plenty. And mm-hmm. that's for me, even just contentment, not knowing all the answers, not knowing exactly how it's going to work out. I've been in this place before where I have to learn to be content, learn to be anxious for nothing, but mm-hmm. I'm obviously repeating that lesson <laughs> for a good reason. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, yeah, we repeat them all. Um, back to the last question you asked about how did I deal with that period of darkness whenever I was sort of between that company that was closing and, and day desires sort of ramping up. It was a very quiet period. Um, I was pregnant for a couple of weeks and then for the remainder of that year, it was, we call it our year of epic failure. I was home trying to take care of three kids under the age of four and, um, and, and file closing documents on a company that had failed. And I was very embarrassed. I felt a lot of shame. There just was socially, we didn't do anything. I just didn't, mm. I didn't want to leave the house, didn't need to leave the house. Um, and I feel like the Lord met us there in that, in that quiet period. There were so many times over the course of that year where we felt his provision. And I don't know that right now I'm being quite as, as quiet. I need to dig into my life and figure out what that, what that means. Um, but it's just, it's hard to figure out what, what his will is in those periods of darkness. And it is, like you said, I'm not a patient person (laughs) and it's hard to wait, you know? Mm -hmm. It is because many of the listeners of this show are highly accomplished individuals, mostly women. And when we are accustomed to making things happen, getting stuff done, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when when we are in those periods of darkness, it's, it doesn't feel productive, but I think what's been an encourage from, uh, encouragement for me is, A, 
making sure I'm really spending the time that I should in the word of God. Like what, how am I really Mm -hmm. doing my devotional time? Is it Mm -hmm. the quick perfunctory, like, yeah, yeah, that's a good devotional go. Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. am I giving myself enough time to truly get in the presence of the Lord and reflect on his love for me? Mm -hmm. And then I think Mm -hmm. the third piece that I'm really kind of tapping into is what do I know about what he's done for me in the past and Mm -hmm. using Mm -hmm. that to sort of carry me forward during the times when I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to be doing. But those three things have been kind of my, my anchors, um, my handles on life when I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm frustrated and I'm whatever. Mm -hmm. There's a really cool song by Elevation Worship that's something about, I've seen you do it before and I believe you will do it again. Absolutely. And we'll have to find it so that you can link to that too. But I heard Christine Kane speak. Mm -hmm. I'm sure many of your listeners know who she is. She's just an amazing orator and deliverer of the words of the spirit. But she mentioned that song and played it at um, a conference I was at last fall. And I just was like, yes, I do. I've seen you move before and I believe you're going to move again. And so it's that in between that waiting, that period of darkness that I feel like I am in this very week. So thank you for this encouragement. Oh, you're welcome. Praise God. And, and you're right. Um, he has done it before and he will do it again. I believe I, I lead a, a small group um, in my home, women, and I believe that these periods of darkness are a part of our maturity process where the <laughs> I know, I know who wants to, who wants to be more mature, uh, but <laughs> to whom much is given, much is required. I know. I know. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> um, and even our pastor, it's interesting that you had a moment on Sunday because this past Sunday, I also had a moment and our pastor was talking about how God uses those periods of darkness uh, or difficulty to equip mm-hmm. us for what's next on the other side. And my personal point of view is if we try to rush that training ground, that proving ground, we're really just delaying what the Lord wants to do anyway. But Sometimes we have to sit where we are and soak up, soak in, or soak out, because sometimes we need to prune some things, but Mm -hmm. sometimes we just need to sit there and accept the the lesson, accept what he's trying to do in us, because everything has purpose. None of that time is wasted, and it will be so beneficial when he moves us to the next phase. And so I just mm-hmm. think it's interesting that you and I are having like these parallel paths, these parallel reflections um, all within the same week. And we didn't even know that. Yeah, it's always crazy, I think. <laughs> so let's see, what else? Um, I'm curious about, you talked a little bit about the shame aspect. Um, it was a business bankruptcy, but what encouragement, what lessons did you learn? in terms of dealing with shame um, that maybe you can Mm -hmm. share with, with others? Yeah. Well, I mean, I still feel like I deal with it. Um, It's I, I'm not, I, I don't feel healed from that burden um, right now in life. 
And on the outside, like there's just, you know, people are probably like, oh my gosh, like, look at you. You've had products in Target. You sold your business. You, you've risen again. You know, you've done the Phoenix rise from the ashes thing. Um, how, why on earth do you feel shame? You know, um, and I, I think that that's Satan um, getting a hold of me and um, causing me to focus on the wrong things. And I, I tend to be very, um, very self-critical. I'm really into the Enneagram. I don't know if you are. Um, I'm not familiar with that. Tell me more. It's um, an ancient personality prototyping system that some Franciscan monks got a hold of. and. Um, then the Catholic church actually started using. And um, so many of the authors on the modern books about it um, are, are priests. And um, it's just, it's interesting how the church is using this to understand our inner workings and how we're each made and how we're, how we're different. So it, it, it's a rabbit hole. <laughs> Dive into it. And mm-hmm. um, there's a great book called The Road Back to You, written by um, a guy named Ian Cron. He also has a podcast called Typology. So for anyone who's interested in, I feel like people who love podcasts love podcasts. So there's <laughs> another <laughs> podcast um, recommendation. But um, everybody's a number, one through nine. And I am a seven, but I tend, when I'm unhealthy, I tend to go toward one, which is a perfectionist. Sevens are like, oh, yay, party all the time. Kelly wants to do an interview. Yes. You know, and ones are like, you know, like an unhealthy one is like trying to control everything and has to know all the details and everything has to be perfect before you can start. And and I am so much better as a seven than I am a one. Ones are not bad. They have their strong suits too, but mm-hmm. but there's an, a healthy and an unhealthy side to um to everyone. And that's my unhealthy side is I just get, very, you know, perfectionistic. And, and I think that that is where shame really loves to get a foothold. Mm-hmm. Shame slash Satan. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the ways I try to combat it is um, on social media. I just try to speak it. I just try to say like, this is what I'm dealing with. Um, my husband and I have had a rough week marriage wise. We've had a rough 12 months marriage wise, if I'm really speaking honestly. And I don't think he would mind that I'm saying that. And, you know, I think that shame gets a foothold there. It's like, well, you know, we can't talk about that. Like our parents would find out or, you know, thankfully everybody at our church pretty much knows. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's, but just that little voice, it's like, oh, well, who's going to find out? What are they going to think? You know, what opportunities is that going to cost you? And man, I wish I could just live like, Jesus wanted us to, which mm-hmm. is shame free. It would be so much more liberating to, you know, to throw all that out the window and just be like, this is who I am, you know, take it or leave it. But I probably feel like that about one day out of seven. Mm-hmm. And I wish it was more six out of seven, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, one, I just want to honor and celebrate your authenticity in this moment because I have also personally seen that there is power in our testimonies. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like most of us want to wait until we've got the nice shiny red bow around whatever has happened. Oh, our, our marriage is perfect. It's been healed. Woohoo. We're so in love with each other. 
we can't keep our hands off of each other. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that there's power in sharing the fact that, you know, we're struggling, but God is faithful, right? Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. uh, financially, things are not that great, but God has been a provider. And when we replace the truth, or excuse me, when we replace the falsehood of what the enemy tries to tell us with the truth of the word of God, we can, mm-hmm. we can still be very real about where we are in this moment without giving Satan power or authority over our lives or what's happening in our lives. And mm-hmm. I think that's an aspect. I love that, that somehow shame came up because this show is primarily about spiritual authenticity. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we can't be real and authentic about there are times that we feel shame then we're we're not really as authentic as we could be. And it's a journey. It's a process. Yeah. None of us get there overnight. But I think I just want to maybe use this as an encouragement to pay attention to where you feel shame and reflect mm-hmm. on what does the word of God say about that? Yeah, for sure. And another thing I just thought of while you were talking was, you were praying right before we got on the podcast and Mm -hmm. I was praying in my head as you were praying aloud for us. And I just was thinking, you know, Holy spirit, like give me your words. Um, you know, the, in the armor of God, like the Holy spirit is the sword Mm -hmm. and he is the weapon. Um, it is so interesting that we so often ask for him to be our words because that, that, those are the battle, the words, words are the battle that we are fighting these days in our heads and, um, on social media and everywhere, it, it all comes down to that. And um, th- those words of shame that echo through my head so often are not his words. Those are not the words of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's not like plain and simple. I just had this major light bulb moment. Um, so yeah, I need to, I talk a lot about, you know, with friends and stuff and just about reprogramming. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been through piles of therapy and believe it's important. And I just, I know that the things I say in my head to myself, the critique are not the words of the Holy Spirit. And I just, it's a back to, back to your statement earlier about just needing to be rooted in the word and being quiet. You can hear those words. Oh, my word. How do we do that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Consistently. Absolutely. And I, I think, how do we do that? That's funny because, so I'm, I'm an executive coach, but I also have a coach mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe in what I do. Um, I believe in quote yeah. unquote what I sell. And so I'm also a consumer of it. And yeah. I had a conversation with my coach earlier this week and she kind of asked me the same question you just asked. How do we, how are you going to do that? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, her question was when you are feeling like you are in that period of darkness, or maybe you're feeling anxious about where you are, how are you going to combat that? And that's kind of where I came up with those three things that I mentioned earlier. Stay immersed in the Word of God, get into His presence, and remember what He's done in the past. So that was my action plan that I came up with. Um, but we, we were talking about, and this verse came up, so I'm going to share it. It's Revelation 12, verse, okay. um, verse 11. And I think I'm reading, I'm not sure what version this is, but it says they triumphed over him, Satan, 
by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so she and I just kind of had this moment where we're like, wait a minute, we overcome Satan by our testimony? Like, mm-hmm. like our testimony mm-hmm. is on the same level as the blood of Jesus? Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh, Kelly. Yes. That's so good. Mm, he's so good. It, it, I mean, it makes sense. Like, I feel like whenever I speak to the shame and I tell the story and um, I feel like it does silence it. it. That's why I talk about that bankruptcy is because I feel like if I don't talk about it, it, it will become part of my shame. Mm-hmm. As long as I keep telling that story, um, it's, it, I guess it's part of my testimony instead. You're making me want to cry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, no. Like, this is, this is beautiful. I love it. Mm, Praise God. So good. Yeah. Well, because, so what came to mind when you were just saying that about telling your story, and I love that you have the wisdom, and you're yielding to the promptings of the Holy Spirit by sharing about the bankruptcy whenever you talk about your business, because I think that's, that's the dichotomy of the world's version of being a successful business owner. And that is, you just share all the good. Oh, I was, my products were in Target. Mm -hmm. Whoop, whoop. You know, like, look at me, Mm -hmm. look at what I've built, my empire. But Mm -hmm. the word of God and the Holy Spirit wants us to be humble. And he wants Mm -hmm. to use our stories to draw men, draw others to him. And to him, him, right? And so we do that. If we're perfect, if we're perfect Penelope, not most people can't relate to perfection. And Mm -hmm. I think it keeps some people away because it's like, well, look at her. She's so this and she's so that. But people can connect to pain because they're probably feeling it in some way as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I love and that's part of what we try to do on this show is to share the no one on this show is perfect, myself especially. Mm-hmm. And we can overcome the different tactics of the enemy that he tries to use by talking about them and speaking truth and bringing that, using that as a source of power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. So um, I would love to maybe think about or hear more about what you feel like is next for you. I know like you've, you've already said that you're in a season of transition um, and maybe all of that is not clear, but what ways are you thinking about trying to get that clarity? Yeah. So um, the analogy that I'm using right now in life um, is this hallway of partially open doors. Um, my husband um, sold his business last year. Um, it's been a good thing. I'm glad it's gone. He's spending more time with us, but excuse me, but he's embarking on a new career as well in real estate in our, our small town. And, um, we just are right now this week praying about what direction to take that. My, my background, just because I've been a serial entrepreneur has sort of, my experience has really evolved in the marketing angle of things. Mm -hmm. And I love doing marketing strategy for companies. And so I've been praying about 
other potential clients um, that I might be able to do marketing strategy for, right? Just write a marketing plan and then and then let them go execute that on their own. This is like the first time I've publicly said that. So yeah. that's sort of a funny thing to yeah. throw out there. Um, I'm dabbling um, in a little retail venture um, called Gingham Home. It's just something fun for my friends locally to like come shop my little pop-up shop on Saturdays. Mm. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe God wants to do something with that. Um, I've been, this is so funny. And I, I just laugh as I say this, that I am very fascinated with essential oils right now. And I've really gotten into that. Um, and I think that that, um, I've done a lot of coaching for entrepreneurs and boutique business owners over the years. And, um, that I, I do young living. And I think that as a business opportunity for women who want to give back to their family is, is frankly genius. I've coached so many women over the years who are like, I just can't figure out which idea to go on or how all the pieces of this work or how to have a customer service department or whatever. And, and so I'm praying about, about that as, you know, that, that if that's something that the Lord can use in, um, my life to connect with other women and encourage them and help them give back to their families that he would open doors there. So that's my, and I, and I still consult for day designer. So I sort of have like five running to do lists and I, I get up and tackle different parts of them on any given day. In addition to homeschooling my kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, which I'm still like, ooh, like I need to like bow down and like, I, I'm just not, I don't think I'm homeschool material. I really don't. But um, I, I, if I am, I fully believe, I fully believe everybody is. But it did take, <laughs> there was a mama who left a comment on my Instagram and said, I was, I was like two weeks in, I was like, we're still on a learning curve. And she said, if you think you're on a learning curve now, I am afraid to tell you how long the learning curve actually is. Mm. Um, and it was like, oh my word. But then also it, it was just like, but I, you're so you're saying there's an end to the learning curve is is another way I sort of took it. Um, and it's been something we've figured out how to do as a family. So it's, I would say right now it feels like that's one part of our lives that feels like it's working. <laughs> oh, good. That's awesome. I love that. I always admire families who homeschool. I just, I don't know. I don't feel like God is calling me to that right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I love that you're into essential oils because I am too. And Oh, cool. I, yeah. I, and I've, I've dabbled in my research off and on over the years, um, but I'm kind of a wellness research junkie. Um, oh, I love it. <laughs> so like my, bed, it. my bedtime reading is often reading about what different herbs do. Uh-huh. Like it's kind of bad. My family makes fun of me, um, but I, I love it. And like, I'm also really... I'm a big advocate for traditional Chinese medicine and because, yeah, it's all, you know, plant herbal based and Mm -hmm. it's, you know, like 5,000 years old, which is way older than Western medicine. So that's another Mm -hmm. rabbit hole. Um, But I do enjoy and use, I'm a pretty avid user of essential oils. And for those of you who are listening, actually, if you go to my blog, which is bewellmysoul.com. There's a discount um, on essential oil labs products. 
and you can just use my discount code and take advantage of high quality, therapeutic grade essential oils um, at affordable prices. I'm a very big fan of Young Living as well. I just know sometimes not all families can make that investment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So great. Well, I can't wait to follow you, follow your journey of where God has you um, going next. And I'm sure others would want to be able to follow that as well. So where can they, where can they follow you? How do they get in touch with you? Why don't you share that for us? I'm on Instagram at Whitney English. So try to try to post. I'm right now I'm really challenging myself to tell my, my, my story, my, my season of home is what I'm calling it right now. Um, my website is WhitneyEnglish.com. I try to blog there, but that probably only happens once every six months, <laughs> once every four months, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm on Twitter, which I know not very many people. I, I feel like there's a crowd of people on Twitter and I enjoy it. Um, I don't, I mean, definitely like Twitter is one of those things. Use it for good, not evil. Mm-hmm. Um, but if somebody wants to engage over there, that's a great place for me to chat with them. So at Whitney English, WhitneyEnglish.com. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. And I'll be sure to include those links into the show notes as well. So yeah, um, I know some, someone's probably on a treadmill right now, hopefully doing something really good for their body or they may maybe driving. So you can't write all of this down. Yeah. And I try to include detailed show notes for all my episodes. Um, I really enjoyed oh, yeah. our conversation today. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was such a blessing for me. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Oh, praise God. It's, it's really beautiful to just kind of sit back and see how the Holy Spirit moves the conversation. And I know mm-hmm. I get text messages and emails at times from people about how the show or what someone said blessed them or helped them in that moment. And I know so many people will be touched by what you've shared today. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So before we get ready to wrap up with prayer is are there any closing thoughts any kind of final things you want to share i I mean nothing off the top of my head no just been great good 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 awesome well let's get ready to close out in prayer gracious father lord how we love you lord how we thank you that you are god all the time whether we are in the valley or whether we're on the mountain whether we're in a period of darkness a period of grayness, or if we are walking in the light and walking fully in the plans and the purposes that you have for us, you are God of the universe. You are creator of all things. And so we just acknowledge you. Your word says that if we acknowledge you in all of our ways, that you will direct our path. And so I ask you to direct our paths now, Father. Lead us and guide us. Give us a heart of submission so that we can hear you, Lord. We love you and we praise you and we thank you that you're always good, that you're always faithful, that you always love us and that you're always merciful. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Kelly. Thank you so much. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Whitney. I've so enjoyed it. Until next time, everyone, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Cubicles in Christ podcast. The inspiration and wisdom doesn't stop here. Join the Cubicles in Christ community on Facebook and let's keep the conversation going. 
For more ways to feed your soul and walk in purpose, connect with Kelly at IamKellyJohnson.com and follow her on Facebook and Instagram.